Welcome to Horse Happenings with myself, Lindsay Partridge. In this episode, we're going to talk about are you fast enough to own an Arabian or a thoroughbred? And that's because these types of horses can tend to get a pretty bad reputation of being flighty and hot-headed and more anxious and quick-footed and more difficult to train and things like that. And people think sometimes that you need a stronger bit and you need to use a lot of pressure with them and sometimes they can be unruly and they can have a lot of really negative um, words and feelings when it comes to a Arabians and thoroughbreds in particular because they are those hot-blooded horses. But what I want to know is are you fast enough to own one or are you too slow? Is it really more of a human issue than it is a horse issue to work with one of the thoroughbreds or the Arabians? What I mean by this is those kinds of horses, that those breeds of horses tend to be very fast thinking. They have a lot of ideas coming at them pretty quickly. And so what can happen is if you have a human that is learning really slowly or moving slowly, moving slowly between one idea, then you could have a big mismatch occurring. And the way that comes to show is that you end up having horses that get frustrated, get nervous, uh, or they can get spooky because they're just not paying attention to what their human is trying to tell them because it's just too slow paced for them. It's almost like thinking of uh, children with ADHD and even though the horses don't have ADHD, I'm just using that as a general analogy to kind of help give you a picture of what's going on in the horse's mind. And with kids that have ADHD, they have trouble focusing. And it's not that they're bad kids. It's not that they're trying to misbehave. It's not that they're not listening. It's that they need um, more repetition and more help focusing and a variety of things to help them focus because they're thinking all over the place. And they're still really brilliant kids and can accomplish great things, sometimes they just need more help with that focusing piece because their their mind is just going a mile a minute and has so many ideas of what's going on. And it's a similar concept with horses, the fast thinking horses, is their mind is looking around and taking everything in. They're exposed to the whole environment and they're looking at everything. And they need our help to focus them and to teach them to let go of a lot of the distractions. Sometimes that's why the fast thinking horses can be more spooky on trail rides and things like that because their mind starts to wander and then they start to notice things that maybe they wouldn't notice otherwise. And so they have to learn to let go of those distractions. They have to learn to trust you that they don't need to worry about those types of things. And they need our help to learn how to do that, to focus, to have that emotional control to have that calm connection and to have that confidence that building trust pieces is really, really key. But ultimately, whether or not a fast thinking horse, which isn't all thoroughbreds, it's not all thoroughbreds, it's not all Arabians, but it is for a lot of them, is are you gonna be quick enough for them? 
So for example, when you're learning exercises and you're starting out, you can't take five minutes to go through an exercise and repeat it over in your head because all of that time standing still to think or to really pause and figure out where your hands are going to go and your feet are going to go, that time in between introduces doubt to the horse, it introduces time for their mind to wander, and it can cause them to get agitated or frustrated or nervous or all of those things that then start to give those fast thinking horses those negative words that sometimes people think about them. So I want to challenge you to think, am I fast enough to work with a fast thinking horse or can I change ideas enough? And it doesn't mean that you have to physically move fast. It just means that your your thinking needs to be relatively quickly. So it can help, let's say if you have um, maybe a dry race board out in your arena with a list of exercises that you want to try that day or maybe you've got our new Harmony Horsemanship uh, book that we have and you've got the flip chart out there to the page of exercises that you want to try that day so the diagrams are handy just to help speed you along of okay I'm going to do this and then you need to act on that and try it and go for it and then you want to look to the next exercise and you want to go to that and you want to just get to it and start working with your horse and doing those exercises because if you spend too much time thinking in between then they're going to get frustrated now as you start to build a relationship with your horse and you start to train them to focus on you then you want to start to make those pauses between your exercises longer and have longer amounts of time that you do a loose rein or a really slack lead rope or even at liberty so your horse learns to breathe and pause and practice that ability to stay focused even though they're not really doing anything at all and even getting to the place where you can stand still and have them just relax and hang out with you beside you not needing to do anything and I have some amazing thoroughbreds at my farm that I've trained for the thoroughbred makeover over the years I've got the 2015 America's Most Wanted Thoroughbred Soar was her uh, registered name. We call her Khaleesi at the barn. And she is our best lesson horse. She's absolutely amazing. And that's because she's quick thinking enough to want to work, want to move on to the next idea. She's listening to the kids if, if she should go or if she should stop. She doesn't get lazy in that sense because she's fast thinking, but she's also learned to really focus and settle down. And she understands that when you let your body go neutral and just kind of turn off, she's totally happy to just stand there and relax and let her bottom lip go all droopy and, and just have um, a breather. She doesn't need to go, go, go from one idea to the next all the time anymore because she's learned that over time and through through practice and through the calm connection exercises so she's been able to to focus and do that we have some other awesome horses at our farm including Pentland who went to the 2016 thoroughbred makeover and he finished third in field hunter and third in trail and he's now owned by a student of mine and he's absolutely fantastic he's the same kind of personality he can stand quietly for an hour while you groom him and fuss over him and and just enjoy hanging out and chatting with your friends with him but then he's also equally ready to to go to work when it's go time because he can be fast thinking and he can go from one idea to the next so what I like to tell people is these horses that are fast thinking sometimes they don't work out well for beginners in the beginning or people that need more time to think and process things 
sometimes I do better with people that are fast thinking and can move from one concept to the next and, and kind of go with the flow people. Even if they don't have all the information, they can kind of make it work and start. They don't need to, you know, go through every little detail before starting to work with their horse. And then as the horse becomes more trained in being calm and connected, then they can start to do well with beginners or with people who take more time to process and, and need more time to think things through a little bit because they've had that practice of being calm and connected, getting that focus, getting that calm alert so that way they can do well with those other types of people. And often for people, we need horses that are a little bit slower thinking or that have already been taught that calm connection and can have those long pauses and are really forgiving of us not having all the ideas. We need those horses in the beginning. And then for a lot of people, after you know, a couple years even of working with horses like that, sometimes they want to progress to a faster thinking horse because faster thinking horses usually are the ones that do better in the performance sports. So let's say you want to work on the goal of having 10p flying lead changes. Well, you're going to have a easier time teaching that to a fast thinking horse than a slow thinking horse because the fast thinking horse is going to be more uh, re more responsive and looking for those little cues from you rather than a slower thinking horse that is a little bit more delayed in those responses which is a great thing when you're learning how to ride and learning to get confident and just getting your canter balance and all those types of things but not what you want when you're training for more of a higher-end performance maneuvers whether it's from dressage to reining or whatever it is, the faster thinking horses are going to tend to do better because they're picking up on all the little details and getting more responsive. Even in the jumping aspect and eventing and things like that, they could be quicker on their feet, more coordinated with their feet because they're fast thinking about it. So a lot of thoroughbreds do eventing and that's both because of their athleticism and their um, their stamina out on the field but it's also because they're very fast thinking horses and so they can do well in cross country where they have to go uphill downhill they get asked to do all sorts of crazy jumping combinations and they have to think very quickly on their feet and they don't get to go through it slowly and think their way through and this is just another example of how I think it's important that we help horses to be more emotionally controlled, to find their calm connection and get them to be the best version of themselves and help them to do what they're naturally going to excel at. So it doesn't mean that if you have a horse that really struggles to jump that we shouldn't help them learn how to jump because maybe they just are gonna take a little bit more time to figure that out. And I think that's great that we can help them. But I don't think that let's say you've been teaching a horse to jump for a year and they're still scared of it, not really enjoying it, um, it's not going well for them for some whatever reason, maybe it's time to rethink what their ideal job would be in their ideal discipline. Maybe they'd be better suited to dressage. I don't know. It depends on the horse. We have a lot of horses that I train and start because I, I start Mustangs. I work with the thoroughbreds off the track for the thoroughbred makeovers. And then we also get a lot of horses in from um, second chances or horses that are just not started under saddle yet. And usually after the 30 to 60 days that we do for their 
getting started under saddle, I have a general idea of what the horse is going to be well suited for. And just to give you an example, this past year, we had a couple Palomino Pintos come in and I adored them. They were gorgeous. Oh my goodness. I so badly wanted to keep one for myself to do extreme cowboy with or to be one of our lesson horses. But what I found is that they were very fast thinking horses and they also tended to carry themselves a little bit more upright, kind of more in a dressage frame as opposed to more of a Western frame, which comes out more from the wither area. And I realized that these horses would be better as performance horses for somebody uh, to be have like an individual person to get to know them. They probably could be lesson horses in the future if we put another year or two on them to help them understand how to slow themselves down, slow their thoughts down. It's possible to help them. But I realized that the one horse Sugar would be really well suited to dressage. She loved taking the contact and holding contact. That was something she enjoyed doing. So I was able to find her a dressage home, which was just perfect for her. And then Cookie, she was a horse that was super naturally athletic. She would just swap her leads really easily, very natural ability over the fences. And, but was a little bit goey to the fences, not in a rushy, scared kind of way, just in an eager, where's the next kind of fence, take you to it kind of way. So I was able to find her a jumping home where she could go and thrive and do that. So I put aside my desire to have a Palomino Pinto in order to give the horses what I felt like was the best suited home rather than trying to get them to take a different shape and um, a different discipline that maybe wasn't going to be their best uh, option and it's worked out really well I know the person who has sugar she stayed in touch and she absolutely loves her and they do some trail riding and they do dressage and she's really thrilled with her and that's when it works out the best it it doesn't work out well if you take a horse who's not well suited to what you want them to do and then you really push them to try to get that to happen that's often when we can see issues happen or moreover it's not so much that um the horse can't learn and do some of the thing that you want to do but usually it means that we have to balance it out with things that the horse wants to do so for example let's say you want to do a lot of dressage but your horse doesn't like to take contact a lot of the time then one of the things you can do to help with them is to do some trail riding and let them have that looser rein and try to balance it a little bit so that way it's not always on the frame and on the contact to help keep their mind happy. It's the same thing you can imagine in your own life if you're being asked to do something that you don't particularly enjoy doing you can usually put up with it or do it as long as it's not drilled into you and you have to do it all the time and you have a little bit more well-rounded but if you're doing something you enjoy doing well then you can do it all the time and it just makes it so much easier so much easier you can apply that in in work and life and everything else so paying attention to if your horse is a fast thinking horse is just one component of what a horse is well suited to doing there are so many other pieces such as their their natural athleticism their confidence with different obstacles whether they like contact or not all of those little pieces and you can definitely train a horse to be more comfortable with contact to be more confident all of those pieces it's just a matter of assessing what are they naturally well suited for and thinking about the fast thinking horse versus the slow thinking horse is just one element of that 
assessment of our horse and should really be a big part of if you're looking to lease a horse or part board a horse or purchase a horse thinking is this horse a fast thinking horse or a slow thinking horse and am I wanting slow thinking or fast thinking and depending on what your goals are with horses if you're at a stage where you're learning and you want a slower thinking horse maybe holding off on purchasing a horse if you think that uh, your goals are going to be more performance driven in the next couple years because then you might want uh, a different type of horse after you get more confidence and experience under yourself so i hope you guys found that interesting and can do a little self reflection are you fast thinking or are you slow thinking Thanks for listening to Horse Happenings with myself, Lindsay Partridge. Remember, you can always check out more great free resources and other information at HarmonyHorsemanship.com or check me out on my personal website, LindsayPartridge.com. That's Lindsay with an E, Partridge.com or HarmonyHorsemanship.com. Thanks so much for listening and bye for now.